Welcome back to Gab with Gwen podcast. This is your girl Gwen and I have Miss Trinity and Jay back in the proverbial building to review I May Destroy You episode six. Hello. 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 What's up everybody? All right. So this episode is called The Alliance and it starts with what I thought were people in hazmat suits. So do you want to go Trinity? (laughs) I said, why are we people in hazmat suits? Uh, so Trinity, do you want to go ahead and start the story arc? That's actually the perfect intro for this. So definitely not hazmat suits, but it looks like um, they were definitely geared up in, in these painter suits and they had like face masks and we find out that they're doing some sort of like spray painting, painting event. So the day is Terry, Kwame and Arabella. We open with it just being Terry and Kwame talking to each other and Arabella's off into the distance. Um, and Terry's lecturing Kwame about not realizing how bad it is for Arabella and how far gone she is. But what she doesn't realize is that Kwame's going through his own stuff. So she's so worried and fixated on Arabella that she's not realizing that something's up with Kwame as well. Um, so she says that Arabella's pretty much dying inside. And so she asks Kwame if he has any ideas on how to better help her. Um, so they're talking and he's just kind of like brushing her off and not really paying much attention to her. And then it cuts and we have Arabella back with the crew and she mentions to them that she's got to leave because she's heading to a trauma group meeting. And so Terry's kind of feigning concern and like is wondering, you know, is this even safe for you to be doing this with these strange people? You pretty much need to do all of your self-care with your friends. So she's kind of odd with that. And she ends up calling... Um, calling Kwame out and saying, well, who knows what he's going to be doing because he's the king of Grinder, So don't worry about him. And then Bella finally mentions that the leader of the group is Theodora. And this happens to be a childhood school acquaintance for her and Terry, and she'll be the one running the group. Right. So before we go to that piece, when they were first talking, Terry goes on about Kwame not understanding what she's going through, you know, her, her nervous systems like a computer. She starts saying all this weird stuff, you know, and how Arabella's shallow and empty inside. And obviously she's not noticing that Kwame's to me is very distracted, like just looking at him. He wasn't himself. Mm-hmm. But she's not noticing that. So I just thought that was just a little bit like the irony of this whole situation was, mm. was you know, a little bit crazy. Yeah. And Kwame even has a, 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 a painting with some kind of dark, red, bloody looking eyes and snag, yeah. sharp teeth. So it's like if we're going to apply what kids draw when they're in pain, well, he's someone who's, who's drawing a painful picture. And it might be what a clue to what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, same thing. I saw he's like a monster or something. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that was interesting. So then Bella starts to talk about the support group from Facebook. And Terry's like, is it safe to you meet up with strangers from social media? And that's where they do the dig of Tommy, you know, King of Grinder. So he would say yes. And then Bella says that is Theo's group. And Terry laughs and was like, what is she doing? Is she in a halfway house? So that was like the first clue that something was up with Theo. Between all of them, yeah. And Terry says she can't support it. And Bella walks off. 
Well, Terry's not and allowed then, to go. It's only victims. Yeah. I don't remember that, but that sounds right. So, like, yeah. So, she, you know, she says she can't support it. And, you know, Bella walks off. And then the next scene, we see that they're in the support group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we finally get to see who Theo is. And, I mean, obviously a lady. And she's she's doing this, like, big intro for the group meeting. And she goes through, like, the fact that she's suffered from trauma and abuse and manipulation and so she's created this safe space, so to speak, for these women to get out their emotions and their trauma and cover everything with each other. Um, she seems like pretty charming, pretty funny. So you kind of wonder what happened between all of them because she doesn't come off as being, you know, this terrible person. Mm-hmm. But um, Terry definitely doesn't like her. Um, she gives like the rules of like how you know, the ladies should talk about their trauma, not mentioning names because you never know who's related to who. So you don't want to put people on blast. And then um, the ladies start sharing instances where they've even undergone like assaults. And they kind of talk about like how nuanced certain things are, where one lady mentions that she was at a work function and somebody didn't outright like do anything bad to her, but he did like get closer to her as the night progressed and put his hand on her knee and stuff like that and how you know it makes it really uncomfortable to go through that but it also makes it difficult to talk about it and to prove that it's assault when it's so nuanced in that way well that um, one was weird Bella. i was i wasn't mm-hmm. sure i was like wait because she just said her co-worker put her hand on her knee so i said wait is this mm-hmm. an assault or are you trying to say that you had an assault and because you're like processing that this action made you feel weird that was the first person who said i was like wait what is this group so because that wasn't clear at all like if someone says a guy put his hand on your knee i said is that the assault or was i'm wondering it that? if that's the precursor to something more with that that's how i took it i didn't know what i said or are you recovering from assault and so this touch just made you uncomfortable because after you've been assaulted everything feels weird right oh like it set her off yeah i I didn't really know what to make of that i I didn't i wasn't sure either and the whole group is a group of peers so it's not to say they're being led by some therapist or like a certified Mm -hmm. therapist or anything and when when theo said in the beginning in her intro that as we're talking we're gonna all men will be called joe and all women will be referred to as jane and i thought oh man you know even in their pain because someone started to mention someone's name i think and she corrected them Mm -hmm. so even in their in their grief and and talking about their situation the the assailant or whoever um they get anonymity but here they are survivors and they gotta like protect them in some kind of way because they might be someone's brother but if your brother rapes someone he's still he's a rapist facts that's a good point look at you mm-hmm. speaking that talk that girls that's true that he's getting protected and these women aren't but i guess the premise is that that's a safe space right mm-hmm. so they can be open and honest i guess yeah we then pick up and i think um now bella's talking about her drug facilitated sexual assault and the fact that she was also then assaulted by someone from her work and um, she then mentions the fact that someone in her life who we obviously know is Biagio ended up putting the blame on her and how she's just trying to kind of deal and process it and she mentioned something that kind of like really pulled at my heartstrings is when she said that she's at the meeting to try to learn how to avoid being raped Mm. because she fears it's going to happen again 
And that just kind of broke me. I was like, damn, Bella. I was like, wow, that's deep. But you know what's interesting? If you remember on episode two, or two is when she goes to the precinct, right? When she goes to the Mm -hmm. police station? Yes. When she goes to the police station and she goes to get the rape kit, there was a woman there, a white lady, who was like, is this your first time? And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, wow, the irony of that, because... It's not her first time, right? Like now, yep. since you know, that first time she thought something like, what's this woman talking about? But then now here she is in the support group and she's been through sexual assault more than one time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, like the, for the tie to the thread, but the sadness of it and just like, yeah, this is real, you know? And so it, she's in different situations where she's drugged and with her friends out and then she gets assaulted and raped and then she then through work where someone she thinks she trusts and it happens again she is probably feeling like she can't make a right decision mm-hmm. everything she's doing is messed up and she keeps finding herself in this a different type of situation like this mm-hmm. right it's almost like she's feeding into Biagio telling her that it's her fault like she's really placing the blame on herself when that just isn't the case and you know it's just tough being you know a woman honestly um so i think it's at this point the meeting is over it kind of just cuts to the meeting being over and everybody's kind of filing out and i think she goes and she tells theo you know like you know this was really really nice and really helpful and you know she's just like giving her props and whatnot and they share a hug and then theo jokes about the fact that she likes bella now more than she did in the past and bella says to her like she wishes that she got to know her better when they were in school some foreshadowing here mm-hmm. so then we cut to 2004 to the past okay mm-hmm. and um, well, that music intro <laughs> listen the music was popping i i believe there might it be a really spotify concert i think there might be a spotify play if, if it's not on spotify there's a playlist because i've seen on social media really? i was like i need to i need to go to this little what is that music in the uk they call um garage it was kind of garage but it wasn't quite it was ga- like pre that yeah, it wasn't. Well, it's, it's kind of after garage. It's um, it's not trap. I don't know the name. Strip. I forget the name of what they call it. I'll Google it. But it's cute though. You know, it's a very UK sound. So you know, they're playing these little, you know, mm-hmm. little beats, and you see, like, you're looking at houses, and you see someone standing, and then you realize, oh wait, no, she's climbing inside. <laughs> Climbing through the window. Climbing through the window. Have you done that in real life? I've never, I've never done that in real life. No. Um, out, no. but not in. I, she must be yeah. on, on the first floor or something, because I don't know how you would get in otherwise. But True. Yeah. That's good. How the hell does she get up there? Who knows? Yeah. So she's climbing in 2004. You know, I remember 2004. Okay. And she's younger, right? And we realize it's Theo climbing mm-hmm. into her bedroom, like her childhood bedroom. Yeah. And she whips out her non-smartphone. I think it was an Nokia. It it's an Nokia, like an Nokia phone. Yes. <laughs> the 3300. Yes. Yes. And she is back to T9. That's what it used to be called, right? T9 texting? That's how you used to text? Was it T9? I felt like it was T9. I don't know mm. what it's called. It's just <laughs> QWERTY. Like, it's just like, you know, press, 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 press. You know, I don't know the name. Old school texting. Yeah, it is T9. T9 was the old school predictive uh, texting technology. So, Look, yeah, back to that. It looked no like a dot use. matrix printer, okay? That's what it looked like to me, like a mainframe with a green screen. I was oh like, wow, God. these kids today, mm-hmm. y'all will have no idea lucky. what we went through. Okay. 
the audacity and none of those children listen to this podcast but sure so but, um, um she's texting yeah, some ahead. some some person named ryan mm-hmm. and it looks like they're flirting mm-hmm. um so they're doing that you know i love your smile she tight she texts something that's like seems like really like girly and she ends up deleting it and just goes back with like something quick and easy and no, no, i thought what she said i love you yeah she Did said you see what she said because mm-hmm. yeah she said she starts to type what if i said i love you and then she deleted it and said see you later instead got you with just a c and the u the mm-hmm. shorthand mm-hmm. got you and then i think at this point her little brother kind of barges his way into her room and i guess we learned that it's their father's birthday and i think she corrects him i don't know if she corrects him or not but you know he reminds her pretty much as she's getting dressed for school that it's mm-hmm. the birthday um and then it cuts to them being at the kitchen table so it's her her little brother the father who then is her stepdad and the mom um they sing him happy birthday she gives him a gift that i don't know seems like she stole it because i don't know what she getting money from at that age to buy gifts you so rude you so you know she stole it because when she snuck in the door she had it tucked she in had shirt, something and then it was yes. in that plastic um thing that they normally take off at the register so thank you the yeah, cologne right yeah, yeah. Oh, so I, I missed all it. of that. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking, what stores open for her to steal from at quite a clock mm. that she got, you know, snuck in the window before school? It must be like 7 a.m. The phone had, it, the timing was after 7, 7.06. I'm crazy. Don't ask why I pay attention to stupid details like it. that. <laughs> but I get the impression she was out all night. So yeah. right. maybe she oh, stole maybe it the, she night stole the night before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then she gets in a nasty back and forth with her mom. Where I think she's being so rude. And That's some reckless I white kid stuff, though. Yeah. Uh, Listen, my note, by the way, taking my phone, have a bunch of emojis of side eyes. Mm. Okay? <laughs> I got side eye emojis in my notes from this episode. She, I mean, just hella disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Right? So her mom is like, well, you were out. Realized it's like, you were out. And then she, you know, basically asked her little brother, didn't you see me wearing my clothes? Didn't I change it? Blah, blah, blah. And you know, she comes in, she tells her mom, you know, you're fucking up my morning. And he goes mm-hmm. off about, I went to bed. I slept. I woke up in my fucking bed. And he saw me wearing my clothes. And she starts to interrogate him. And he's like, yeah, you know, I saw you in your PJs this morning. Like, he doesn't know. He's I mean, how old is he? Look? He's being manipulated. Yeah, she's He's like six, maybe. He looks like mm-hmm. yes, maybe six, five, six, right? Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't know. And basically, the mom is shaking her head, and she says "Happy birthday" to the stepdad, Martin, and walks out. Hella disrespectful. Yeah, but it only gets worse as the episode goes on. So, um, we end up now cutting to her in the hallway making out with some uh strapping young dark-skinned lad and uh they're in the staircase area and they end up running out of there and you would find out that they're looking for some place more private it to continue like their little make out section she certainly did she might have gone there before mm-hmm. um, don't do that but they don't end do up that <laughs> don't do that well no but she wait, led him to let's where talk they were about going. it 
She did. Don't talk about it yet. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> Just go with the facts right now. Go with the facts. We're going with the facts. They're searching mm-hmm. for someplace. They end up finding a portion of the school that looks to be under construction. Mm-hmm. So it's quiet. Nobody else is there. So they're there. They're making out. We see her get down on her knees. That cuts very quickly, likely because these are children filming. And um, she gets back up. They turn around. And um, they start having intercourse. And then... This is Ryan. We learned the Ryan she was texting earlier, most likely this morning, um, that he is taking his phone, his old school flip cell phone, and is taking pictures <laughs> of them without her consent. And so once he finishes, which is rather quickly, um, she demands that, you know, he delete the pictures. Cause it's like, well, I don't think, doing? wait, did he, I don't think he finished. Yeah. She said, stop. She told oh, he him. He didn't finish. Oh, she just threw him off. She, yeah, she kind of threw him off. Right. Because mm. they're standing like on the wall. She's standing against the wall. He's behind her. And she's, I guess, enjoying with into it. And then she turns and she sees he's taking fo- you know, photos. You with can the, hear it. Well, yeah, the flip phone. Mm-hmm. And then she <laughs> kind of, she's like, she tells him stop. And he takes a few seconds and he kind of like, I don't know. She kind of flings him off. Okay. That so was my interpretation. Okay. What do you think, Jay? How did you thought he finished? Um, I can't remember if he finished, but um, but yeah, but he he at least stopped, and then it became like a whole bartering situation. Like she wanted him to delete it. He didn't want to delete it. Um, he told her, "Oh, I know what you did with this other guy," and um, th- that's part mm-hmm. of where my theory of she's been in this particular random back room whatever place they were that made me think that oh okay she must have brought somebody there before but let's stick with the facts let's stick with the facts okay so Mm -hmm. so she smashed one of his friends or somebody that he knows so he tried to minimize him taking pictures because he figured he's he because he said he saw pictures or something of her with someone else with dylan you with dylan with Dylan, and then well, no, was it? Hold on, hold on. This is this is because I, I wanted to get this down. He says he heard she likes this type of shit, and she said, "Who said that?" And he's like, "Oh, lots of do basically, you know, done it." And then she said, "Dylan didn't try to take pics." Mm. And then he said, "How you know I was yeah. talking about Dylan?" Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, she should have slapped him right here. This should have been <laughs> a slap right here. Okay. <laughs> So I wrote that in my notes. She should have slapped him. Okay. And then he starts saying he's not a fool. So don't try it. And that he didn't take any good photos anyway. Because he couldn't get the good, good angles. Couldn't see her face. Oh my God. Crazy. <laughs> it's kids. It's and then kids. So it's his kids. I, I, I wrote. Mean, what are they? 15? Listen, I wrote kids. that he's a fuck boy in training. Okay. Mm-hmm. He absolutely is. He absolutely is. The fucking disrespect. Then she's looking down. She sees his phone on the cabinet. He's pulling up his pants, fixing himself. And then you take pictures without her consent. She tells you get off. You try to slut shame her. Oh, you did this with whom? And then what does the boy say? That he likes her. No. No, no, no. no. What does he? What does he he say it then? The barber. He offers her. He offers her money. He's like, can I take better pictures with you? I'll give you 10 quid. Or whatever, and then he says twenty, and she's like, "Give me 30 But do, okay, he, let's, he tries to pretend like he doesn't have it, and she says, "Oh, what about what's in your bag?" So she knows he has money. He tried to front like only he only had what was in his pocket, but he had way more in his book bag. Wait, can we pause right here? How do you go from texting 
and cutesy stuff. She lets you hit it. And now you want to pay for se- what? What? I was like, he wants to pay for the ability to take the pictures. He's stupid. He's stupid. <laughs> he's insane. That's what boys. This no, age, no, 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 no. This is sex Some work now. You suddenly are yes. trying to sex. You try to make her into a sex worker. And I'm thinking like, so you would type to definitely start buying hoes. And I'm not, I'm not knocking Absolutely. sex workers, right? It's oldest profession. I'm not knocking them, but I'm like, holy shit. For him to be a this young kid, starts. 15, yeah. and the girl calls you out and you're so entitled and disrespectful mm. that when she tells you don't do it, well, can I pay you? Girl, listen, we would have been fight, We'd have been throwing bows, okay? Because mm-hmm. this was so, for me, this went so left. It did, but mm-hmm. we kind of learn why she allows it. She herself seems quite manipulative. We see what she did with her mom. We see what she did with her little well, we brother. Can't, stop, 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 stop. We're not there yet to say that. We don't know no, that. No, manipulating, well, we her, that from manipulating her little brother at breakfast. Okay, true. She did. She did manipulate her yeah. little brother. Right? So right. we kind of right. see, okay, the light bulb goes off and she's like, yeah, 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 you can pay me. Let's do it. She but I does felt, like him. But did you feel like, and this is, this is not right or wrong. Honestly, the first time I saw it, and even the second time I saw it, I felt like she was hurt and she felt disrespected, but she didn't want to show her emotions. So mm-hmm. she started to play along. Which is a fucked up thing to do. But it's almost like a parallel to Arabella. When Zane dealt her and took off the condom, she was mad. Mm-hmm. But then they're kikiing and walking around and eating chips together when they're walking down the street. So I do think sometimes women don't always initially react like, you know, they're hurt and they kind of a little bit go along with stuff. I, I did think that. I didn't think it was initially initially a manipulation it got there but at first i thought she was just like hurt it was like okay i'll just go along with it of course definitely and if you don't think that that's um, fine but that's what i thought at first i was like mm, no 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 no. i you see know your how, point for sure you know how you have weak counts we should have a count for how many types of disrespect and and non-consensual things happen in this show because this is oh, this God. is another uh version well, i mean, yeah, taking host, pictures yeah. without consent that it's a whole nother level. There's, there, yeah. That yeah. is true. Well, that's the whole premise of the show, right? That's, I think, showing us the different types. Yeah, um, but some people may not even, they may not even recognize it. Just like um, maybe Bella didn't recognize the the level of disrespect, the level of rape, um, what he did when he was, when, when uh, what's this fella? The, the one who took off the condom. Zane. Zane. So she, some people who watch the show may not realize how um, what stealthing is. Some people who watch the show may not realize that taking pictures or video without that person being okay with it is dead wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, from what I've seen on social media, people are pretty clear on that. I haven't seen anyone be confused. It's probably the people not on social media that are sitting there confused, honestly. Fair fair i mean he's 10 i mean 10 quid 10 pounds 10 quid. That's is nothing. like depending on to say let's say it was that time it was 20 dollars. i mean really it wasn't even that high back then in 2004 yeah i mean but 15 dollars. Yeah. i mean really sir but he's also a kid what does he have he has no money. but why would you even think but you don't need money why would you think that you should pay if you're talking to a girl in in texting her kiki? because they learn that they learn that behavior early gwen they learn it early. From who? 
I can pay you to get what I want from you, woman, from the other men around them. But why? Okay, hold up. This is honestly, this made no sense to me. She's they're texting cutesy stuff, flirting. You're Mm -hmm. kissing her in the hall, blah, blah, blah. You just come out of left field. She's giving you what you want, which is the snatch and all that for you to disrespect her like this. So he can get more. So he can get more. I said, I listen, when I was so young, I don't recall any such like thing like that. I Gwen, did you ever watch Skins? Well, I, have, I might have to get you to watch Skins. This is another yeah. UK Brit- show about teenagers that came out in the early 2000s. And boy, I feel like I may have watched it, but I don't remember it because I have no memory. I know the title. <laughs> I feel like I did watch it, but I have no memory. So that means nothing. The stuff they did on there, Lord have mercy. But yeah, so I mean, like kids know these things. It's unfortunate, but they know how to use whatever level of power they have to get what they want. Are you, this was just like some low life shit. Gwen, yeah. I'm shocked that you're shocked. I mean, this is, some, <laughs> unfortunately, there are a lot of low lives around. And and the qualification for low life is not that low. Like, Well, it's low. Yeah. Yeah. It's I just, I just <laughs> listen, I was, I was like, what? Excuse me? All the furniture in our room would have been hurled at him. How dare you? Okay, so this has actually happened to me. Um, I was in my early 30s or late 20s and um, dude said, oh, um," he sent me the the video of, it wasn't of us having sex. It was of me in some cute shit walking around in the house. And I said, when did you take this? Oh, well, you know, I, I, had, I had to take it. It's one of those, you know how people take a video of you walking ahead of them and it, mm-hmm. all my legs mm-hmm. and all my, every, so, so my, in my mind, it's delete it. So you try to be nice right. and you try to say, all right, well, delete it. And oh, it's, it's nobody could see your face. Nobody could, oh, don't worry about it. And so he deleted it supposedly. But at the end of the day, I did not say that was okay. And what could I really do? So you try to be somewhat nice so that they would delete it. And then you just hope they deleted it. And, I know. But did he you know. offer you money to keep it? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go that far. The money part is it's, it's the exchange that gets me. It's the money part. Like him taking a picture. I, is the, I knew that. Did it. But the now offering up of money. I, I was like, oh. Whose idea it was because she saw the phone laying on like next to her open. I wonder if she figured she's about to smash that phone anyway. And the nerve of him, I'm going to take his money and smash his phone. I do think she thought that I thought she was going to get, she thought she was going to get revenge. Like, you know, how dare him? Oh, I got this. Let me, you know, fuck you. You want to pay me? I'll take your money and I'm going to throw so you can't go anywhere. She Mm -hmm. did. She was thinking like revenge. I, so I do think that, but I'm sorry. I'm just lost at a 15 year old liking a girl, puppy, lovish kind of, and then being like, "Hey, I'm gonna pay you." What? Uh, okay. 15 year old guy liking a gr- boy, liking a girl that he can make out with, that mm-hmm. he can hook up with, mm-hmm. because he knows he allegedly knows that she's hooked up with his friends. Mm-hmm. His level of care about her well-being is real low. Yes, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh, okay, sorry. Th- this whole so thing... it's terrible. Yeah. No, but go ahead. 
no, no. This whole thing just, I was just like, wow. I mean, my whole thing is that for a loop. the way, if he is fuckboy ready at 15 and such trash from such a young mm-hmm. age, why do you expect anybody 25, 35, 45 to be better? Because the foundation's fucked up. Like, if your foundation's <laughs> fucked up at 15, this is going to be a fucked up man for the rest of his life. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I was yeah. like, ugh. <laughs> this, this, this is like how, how someone is just so t- shocked that they're ghosts or that they're, um, you know, bad people. Yeah, there are a lot of, there's a lot of crazy shit. You just gotta no, not the no. It's the, it's the it's the money. I'm like you didn't. Why you have to pay her? I just feel like what is what did you like? People people say and do offensive ass shit. So yes, when it's a teenager, they're just getting their legs on the stuff you can say and that you can't say. But the guy who took that video uh, of my legs mm-hmm. is probably the same one. As a teenager, if he had access to a cell phone, he would do some rude shit back then too. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. And and then you're not you're not offended at the at the attempt of the picture. You're offended at the offer of money to continue. So no, I'm a, yeah. I'm offended by that, but I have the expectation that boys are stupid mm-hmm. and will do some dumb shit like that. I do think it ups the ante where you. Are like okay, someone's called you out on your poor behavior. You dismiss her concern. You shame her, and then to further up the ante in your misogyny and your fuckboyness, you're like, "Well, I'll pay you." Mm-hmm. It's up in the ante a bit. It is. It is because Absolutely. it even if talking back to back to Zane, if Zane was like, "Oh, I took off the condom. Can I pay you?" And that's what make it I good? think the level there is different, right? Because of the age, the age of both people, right? At that point, if Zane were to have done that, 20-something-year-old Zane doing that to 20-something-year-old Arabella, she may have well hit him and kicked him out of the apartment, right? If he offered to pay her. But two teenagers talking about it, it's a different, you're going to get a different reaction because she's not going to know to see it in that way mm-hmm. as a teenager, that you're not supposed to be selling your ass okay <laughs> okay Gwen is not convinced All right. All right. she's still appalled at the goal my, my heart goes out to to I, like this reminds me to talk to the young people about look absolutely don't put anything past anybody because because you know, met some guy, some fathers talk to their sons. Oh, you got to be careful. Make sure you, you know, you you sure she says yes because the, the things could go left, and then she could blame you if she's not happy with y'all relationship later. You know what? Whatever. We need to talk to the ladies too and make sure they get all these varying types of offenses and understand it and have some real um, ways to avoid it if at all possible. Because we know assault is not entirely avoidable, right? We just got to know if the further, the further, the more we could see it from afar, the faster we could run in the opposite direction. Yeah, and then also to to tell girls like, hey, you do have to tell about stuff like this so you know how to react. Because I think a lot of times you're so shocked, you don't know how to react. 
Exactly. So she was swift. You know, and look, listen, I know you guys probably feel like, you know what happened. Because let me tell you something. You know, we're going to get to how things turn around. But when I was looking, this is why I stopped watching Twitter or the hashtag on Twitter, because people were, okay, I'm not going to say it yet. I'm going to come back to it. But they were alluding to this episode. And I was like, what are they talking about when we were like on episode two? You know, and because, you know, people do. They, they dragged her. So <laughs> it's like, you know, they they, they, yes, Theo gets dragged on that. She got dragged on Twitter, but, um, or baby Theo. So the reason why I'm doing this right now is that I want us to acknowledge all the stuff, right? Cause she goes left and we're going to talk about how it goes left. Well, she, it's already left right now, but it goes mm-hmm. further left. Right. But I think we do need to acknowledge like, yo, he was fucked up. Mm-hmm. He, he was, was fucked, fucked up. up. He had a terrible part to play in all of this. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to say, sit, yeah. You and, and and you know how they say, hide your kids, hide your wife. Talk to your kids. <laughs> talk to your wife. So let's move on because a lot more happens in this episode. So, um, so they do the deed again. He takes his pictures. He he the definitely finishes. Cut. Right, the director's cut point. where he's he's telling how what he gets angles. Fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Look behind me, Da-da-da. all this crap. So he definitely finishes at this point. I think we hear him finish. So I can't be mistaken there. But it was like five pumps, so he still ain't shit. Um, he hands her her drawers back, which I'm like, dude, what? what is going on here? And while he's there busy, you know, pulling up his pants and now looking for her 30 quid or 30 pounds, I forget whatever it is at this point in time, she sees the cell phone sitting on the drawer. She picks it up tosses it out the window he pays her did they fist bump because i feel like they fist yeah they, they dap like, each other up kinda... <laughs> they they dap each other up i'm mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah you know she she throws over the, the, the rooftop he's oh but this thing he's sifting through his change for purse and talking about his mom like my mom i was like oh my god yeah he's a child and they then do. he tells her she'll be rich after this yeah. and he gives her 21 pounds and three pence you wrote it. Okay. And then he to puts. To a kid, that's a lot of money. And he puts the money in her uniform blazer pocket, mm-hmm. smiling like a coon. Yeah. And she smiles him. back. And they dap each he other knows up. what she did. Because he's his stupid ass, still don't even realize that his phone is missing. And mm-hmm. they dap each other up. And then she dips real quick while he's still looking around. And then he finally, as she's already walked out, he finally realizes, like, where's my phone? Mm-hmm. But she's already gone. Um, I guess on her way back to class, we see her dip into what looks like to be the kitchen, the cafeteria kitchen, and she swipes a knife. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts to her now sitting in the middle stall of the girls' restroom. Mm -hmm. And it's at this point that we have young Terry and young Arabella walking in. Mm -hmm. Um, No bad wigs for you this one, this time, Gwen. So that bad wig count is going to stay at, I think it was eight the last time. Oh, They're shit. too young to have yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at this point. Well, at that time, now girls have lace fronts in high school and in junior well, high. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, next yeah. level. Yeah, yeah. But um, so they're talking about, I don't know. I feel like Terry's being shady. She's talking about a classmate. They're just talking and joking about a classmate. They're each using the restroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see once they leave that Theo is sitting there with the knife and she's cutting the backs of her thighs. And well, we didn't know what she was she... doing. We didn't know what she was doing. No, we just saw you her... can see the, you see the motion. I know, I just well, saw her I bending like... over. 
because you, you because you saw the episode, you're saying it, but you didn't know what happened. You just saw her bending over. She was sitting on the on the seat. Yeah, she was sitting down, but then she bends yeah. forward. Yeah, she bends forward. You see, she's got the knife in her hand. You see it behind her, so it's like, sure, what is she doing? Yeah. Um, at this point, and I think that now we cut back to class. I feel like they were in music class. It seemed like the teacher was talking about music stuff. Um, and Terry is being annoying, kind of like shouting over to Bella back and forth, and they end up like throwing popcorn at each other. And it's when the popcorn falls that Terry throws that she it falls near where Theo's sitting. And you see the blood dripping down from her legs. And, you know, she calls the attention of the teacher and it's like, hey, you know, something's wrong with Theo. So the teacher runs over to Theo and, you know, as many white women learn very early how to weaponize their tears, she's crying and she whimpers, Ryan, I didn't want to. He made me. He had a knife. Mm-hmm. So everybody's like, wait, what? The white girl tears. So all I saw when we were on episode two, Twitter I saw was white girl tears. Damn white girl tears. That's all I saw on Twitter. I was like, what white girl? What tears? We haven't seen any white girls yet. Uh, learn early. Peak fuckery. Yep. So the whole class goes, yeah, you know, the teacher says to get the nurse. And the teacher was very concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then next scene you see Ryan you. in the office. Yeah homeboy ryan in the headmaster i guess that was the headmaster mm-hmm. right aka uk principal um office and he's learning about just how bad of a situation he's in mm-hmm. um he does confirm that they did have sex he's fine to do that plus he's an idiot so it's fine but he does let the teacher know like hey you know he didn't hurt her and he says you know he would never force her because it wasn't necessary and then he says that he might be a victim because he can't find his cell phone and he thinks she swiped it. Mm-hmm. So the, the headmaster then lets him know that she's chilling with the nurse because she claimed that she was raped at knife point and that he needs to basically stay in this office because the police are already on their way mm-hmm. to get to the bottom of it. And he doesn't really know what they're, what they're going to do with him. But it's at that point, once he hears police... You see how scared he is now because he realized just how serious it is. Um, and then he, before the headmaster walks out of the office, he asks if he could speak to Marcus. And the headmaster is like, no, you can't do that. What the hell's wrong with you? Can't talk to anybody. You just have to stay here. Yeah. And so, so that's the like, clue. Who the heck is Marcus? Yeah. And right. I didn't catch that the first time I watched it. It was the second time that I realized he had asked for Marcus. Mm-hmm. So who's important too? That we'll see. Okay. Right. It's always good to have a good, uh, good alliance, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, so we cut to Terry and a group of kids outside the classroom and she's over there talking about rape. I saw the remains of rape and she's just like, you know, hyping it up like like Terry likes to do. We see that she, even when she was young, she always liked to be the center of attention. So she's sitting there talking about it. And, um, she said, which cracked me up. She was like, she didn't even know that Ryan could read or write, let alone rape and stab a bitch at the same time or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly what she said. Like, Yo, Terry, I can't. She's like, if, can't. And, like, if he can manage to do that, what is the world coming to? All the shade. All the shade. So good. So, so good. Um, so she's been like this forever because I feel like even grown Terry would say some dumb shit like that. Right. Um... And then she starts talking about, you know, having her own TV show and Bella sitting there making fun of her and, and whatnot. So uh-huh. 
we get to see the the beginnings of their relationship and i guess we're supposed to use that to understand like why they're still so close now in their adult age or whatever so now we move from the hallway outside of the classroom to outside in what looks to be the schoolyard mm-hmm. right so it's terry bella and a young gentleman that we now learn is marcus yeah right? some light-skinned so... boy and then we learn that he's <laughs> light-skinned boy is marcus mm-hmm. yes light-skinned light-skinned boy is marcus so um i forget who says it but somebody says the blood never lies or something like that it might have been terry or bella or well whatever. first and... hold on marcus first mm-hmm. says ryan isn't lying and then mm-hmm. terry and alabella say the blood never lies mm-hmm. got you got you um and then and i made a comment he here his, phone? his short mm-hmm. his his tie is very short if you guys notice so it's short very bizarre i don't know if this was a style in the uk at the time but what is this little like short bus tie is very bizarre mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's like to his sternum like it's i didn't like get it i was like what kind of fashion is this what is this what what kind of fuckery oh, yeah. is this i don't know i don't know if y'all went to like private school or catholic school but i definitely don't miss the uniforms when i was I very really little in, uh, in brooklyn i did then i went to public school but oh really yeah. i went all throughout grade school and high school it's good though and you know when west indian parents want you to be in a uniform yeah mm-hmm. of course so. I mean, that was the only thing. I never had to figure out what I was going to wear to school. You wear the same shit all the time. Yeah, you didn't have to but, worry um, about it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. better, I think, actually. But y'all, yeah, y'all peep how behind, behind them talking in the schoolyard, somebody was getting the ass beat. There's some girl. I did not see that. I didn't see that either. <laughs> she was getting her ass. Like, let me tell you, she was on the floor. They were kicking her, grabbing her by the hair. I don't what? know how y'all missed that, but yeah, I like I thought it was gonna come up in the story later, but they don't mention it. So, so I saw this make, twice and didn't see it at all. Yeah, so we in that scene, down. yeah, the girl got she got laid out, and she just she stayed whimpering on the ground while they were talking. So what? I she got beat so thorough sports. she couldn't even get up. I didn't see this Damn. at all. I'm gonna have to watch it again now. I'm gonna have to try to find just that scene again because mm-hmm. now I'm curious. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But, I um, thought they were gonna allude to it somewhere later, but they didn't. So I mm-hmm. maybe it's just to highlight that yes, yeah, things happen in this school, and and I thought maybe a um, a security or somebody was gonna come and break up the fight because they jumped up. <laughs> no, nothing. But anyway, back to this whole thing: how Terry That's is crazy. is was first um, riding for Theo, talking about the blood doesn't lie, and then once mm-hmm. she sees the video that. Mo- Oh, did y'all talk about the video that Marcus showed? The picture. Show? It's pictures. No, oh, go pictures. ahead. The picture. Oh, yeah, because back then they didn't have video. Yeah, there's no video. <laughs> like <a> camera. <laughs> the camera alone was mad high tech. Yeah. So, yeah, once um once they saw the pictures, then Arabella um asks Marcus to send it to her phone. And then Arabella goes to the headmaster or whoever and tells them oh um look at these pictures yeah. because marcus didn't want to get involved he didn't want to and isn't that something you would think marcus would be the first one to go over there and say hey look my friend is not lying but it's arabella and terry who go with teenage boys phone. are useless well he said oh, he said gosh. something though he said say? he said no because he had too many pics of other girls and the police might arrest him for for it so oh. then he started showing Arabella pictures of other girls and they were like, damn. And they were calling somebody a Skatel and mm. 
all types of stuff. So you guys, I, I also feel like Americans are not catching a lot of the stuff that goes on in they this show. Can't. They can't catch on because there is because of the UK and the West Indies and the history. You know, the dominant and we talked about this, I think, in the last episode. The dominant slang is Jamaican or West Indian slang. So mm-hmm. she's calling the girl a scatel, and you know they're looking through that. And then Bella asks, "Can you is can you send the picture to my phone?" And then they say, "Yeah, the sh- yeah he can." And they said because the shots don't lie, the blood is the lie, and they keep repeating it and they laugh, you know. And at one point. Terry said that white girl tears have high currency. Yes, I did note that as well. Yeah, white girl tears have high, you know, high currency. So this script is really well written. If you really Mm -hmm. just, the the words and the things they say, it's actually really interesting. So, Mm -hmm. And they did bring up a point with how the teacher reacted to Theo crying. But that Bella said if she were to sneeze, the teacher would think that it was an act of intimidation or something like that. And if she ever cried, that it would be like weapons of mass destruction leaking from her eyeballs. So even at that age, they're able to pick up how, you know, different races are treated mm-hmm. in, you know, certain circumstances. So Yeah. And, and, and that, that reminded really me of like way. the Amy Cooper situation in Central Park. Mm-hmm. Amy Cooper is not just a woman in the park. It's your teachers. It's everyone, you know. As black people, we deal with Amy Cooper's every day and Karen's and Chad's all the time in multiple situations that you have to navigate. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's that. So after, you know, she gets the, the picture from Marcus, we see Terry and Bella holding hands and walking inside the building. Mm-hmm. And we're like, all right, where are you guys going? And uh, it turns out that they're going straight to the headmaster's office to snitch, pretty much. And... um we cut back and it seems that whatever they ended up telling the headmaster worked because they the headmaster is escorting Ryan out. He's a free man. He heads straight down to the schoolyard where everybody's hanging out. And um, this is where Terry and, well, young Terry and Bella end up getting into another little hilarious exchange about, quote unquote, the Alliance, which is their mm. crew. And um, another Caribbean reference, I think it's Bella, who says that they had helped their brother escape from Babylon, which mm-hmm. is the police. So they start doing that. And um, as the kids are hyping each other up, they look up and they can see through the glass that um, Theo is now being escorted out of the school. So once she actually gets out, and this is something that I have no idea what this means, Bella shouted to her, I hope you got plasters. What? Band-aids. I didn't have time to look up what that was. It, it's plastic That's like that band-aids. Is? Yes, band-aids. Yes. Bloody hell. <laughs> it's band-aids. Yeah. It's like bandages. Yeah. Uh, my mother says plaster. My mom says plaster. She doesn't say that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but so before then, we get to that, though, mm-hmm. when when mm-hmm. Um, Ryan comes out, Terry eggs him on. And to say a few words, he hugs Marcus. He's like, you lot saved me. And he's, you know, thanks to having my sisters behind me. And they're saying they're family. And Terry and Bella saying that they ride for him, do or die. And the alliance is spicy. And they hugging and dapping each other up. And it's all like a group of children of color, right? Yeah, So the, the school is mixed, right? There's all different people but this is all predominantly black but other children of color like i don't know middle eastern whatever indian all all together spanish whatever, hyping, Latino, rather. 
you know, hyping it up here. And let's go to the end because I have a lot of commentary on all of this. But okay, so I just I just want to say that thank you to my sisters behind me. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we gonna run into Gwen him thinks later. that's not enough love that he didn't give them enough props for saving his ass. No, so let's talk. Okay, we let's, let's talk about it right now. All right, so he, let's see if he had. Let's see who he's married to today. If we fast forward, thank you. And, and then how about? Um, a second ago, Terry was ready to do her talk show about how the blood never lies, but then now she's alliance, alliance, alliance. Exactly. Well, Terry's said, fickle. Terry been fickle. Terry said, you know, she didn't know the boy could read and write. Okay, but now he's a brother. And then, listen, my sister, I'm sure that little boy don't date no sisters, right? And and this has been criticism, even till this day, with Black Lives Matter and all these things, that Black women support black men and are always there regardless. And they don't do it for us. And that is literally we're seeing it across the board. It's not an American thing because we're seeing it depicted before, you know, everything blew up with George. Floyd. we're seeing it depicted right now on this show. And who saved him? It wasn't his homeboy. Light-skinned little boy didn't want to do nothing. He would let your ass get locked up. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Because he had to protect his own ass. He has to protect his own. He wasn't trying to, he wasn't going to say shit. These girls had to have the courage and go and have your back. And I'm sure you wasn't going to date them. Right? You weren't trying to deal with, you know, these are your sisters. You're bullshit. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> this is real shit. You know what I mean? And this is an issue. This is just so real. This is so real. Where it's black women yeah. really go above and beyond for black men and they don't acknowledge it. And black women get such a bad rep. Oh, aggressive. Oh, you're angry black woman. Oh, blah, blah, blah. But who the fuck is standing? Listen, George Floyd. I think I sent this to you. George Floyd's girlfriend is white. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And oh she, go ahead, go ahead, Jay. Go ahead, Jay. He, and, and, um, and she did an interview saying he would want us to forgive and um, we shouldn't be doing all this. He would want us to for- <sighs> forgive. Says who? Um, I think any person or any anyone would would want to capitalize on this moment. If 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 George could say something, he would probably say, "All right, look, if my life is gone, then let it be. Like, push this thing as far as you could push it. Not, mm-hmm. oh, everybody, piece it up, piece it up. Let's go back to normal, man. F O H. I mean, fuck out of here. Absolutely. It's it's bullshit. It's like it's not capitalizing, but it's like listen, he was unjustly slaughtered, okay, murdered in the street for no reason, no good reason, just senseless. And we're supposed to be like, okay, thank you, good cop, thank you, good white cop, for murdering him. Let's be peaceful, kumbaya. Why? Yeah. And if we pieced it up like his white girlfriend suggested, he would have died in vain. And that's the last thing anybody wants. Exactly. Don't want that. And there's another person who has a white uh, now fiance, the district attorney for Kentucky, where mm-hmm. Breonna Taylor was killed. Mm-hmm. So we all know he's not going to do anything. So, you know, these black men, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I feel like we've said it before, but they always let us down. Not always, but damn it, often. You know, it's just... Yeah, I mean, there's an episode topic. It's We're gonna, I'm gonna have to talk about it another time, like of a black man, like, hey, 
Yeah, we need. I need to do an episode on just uh, black men versus black women because it's it's so crazy. <laughs> and honestly, for me, it's been heightened during this whole time since George Floyd. Like, it's not something I care about often, and I'm also not a person who only dates black guys. I don't, so I'm not really tripping. And not that that's a reason, but I I don't trip. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But for me, outside of the dating, like, fine, people have a preference. Yes, go date whoever you want, if it's a white girl or a non-black girl, because that's for your self-hatred, cool. But (laughs) when it comes down to saving your ass from being a statistic or from saving your ass so that you don't die in vain, just like saying, no, your life meant something and we believe you meant something, so we're going to fight against the system. Black women stand up for black men all the time and y'all niggas don't fucking see that shit. Like, come on. That is real. And then you disrespect the shit out of black women. And then your moms are black. Because you probably didn't grow up with no daddy anyway. Grandma. I'm saying. Oh, shots fired. Yep. Say yeah. it. So Say it, how do you hate? Okay, I don't want to say hate. Okay. And let me say they some don't value. black men. Okay. They don't value. But yeah. how do you, yeah, devalue black women so often? Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's sad. The alliance. Alliance these nuts. Anyway. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Hey, Go our ahead. kids. All right. So it's at this point now, after she gets uh, that shout from Bella about the plasters, aka bandages, Theo mutters under her breath, it sounds to me like she says fucking pack of monkeys. <gasps> I don't know if pack was the word she used, but I heard fucking and monkeys. Well, I didn't hear any of that. You didn't? No. Stop didn't. it. You guys didn't hear that? Yes. No. It was the second time when I watched it that I was like, wait a minute. And I had to bring it back maybe like three or four times. And she said, fucking pack of monkeys under her breath. And I was like, holy shit. Okay. Mm. That's, that's a kind choice of words right there for the description of the, as Gwen mentioned, very multicultural, but minority heavy group of kids in the Alliance. So, um, yeah, as she's getting, I guess, expelled from the school for lying at this point. That's what I'm taking it as. I don't know for sure, but that's what it looks like. Um, so then we cut to Theo now being at home and she's getting scolded by her stepdad, Martin. And he then brings up, you know, how could she lie on this innocent kid knowing that she went through some traumatic experience with her biological father and you kind of see a smirk coming across her face as he's going over it he's just trying to understand like why would she do this knowing her past so we don't know which part of the truth are a lie but theo smirks and she admits to her stepdad that her father never touched her when she was a little kid and that her mother forced her to lie on her father so that way she could get sole custody of the kids she did this when she was seven so her stepfather's staring at her in disbelief. Her mother is getting very upset with her. And it just seems like, you know, her mother's manipulation of her has given her the skills to now manipulate other people. And it's just kind of like this vicious cycle, right? When people get manipulated and used and abused, they are often the same perpetrators of this type of behavior. Um, well, she called her so mom that, a mastermind liar. She's, she's like, listen, because he's like, what is she saying? And she's like, your wife is a mastermind liar. And the mother looked guilty. 
she looked like she was guilty to me. Guilty and upset. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. Cause she. Yeah, I came away with that. Not happened knowing. like that. It wasn't really like that. But it's like, who knows if the yeah. mom was a mastermind liar, or if she is just so ashamed or um, has like confusion around how she feels about what happened to her that she doesn't want to admit it and says it's a lie. Because remember when Arabella was at the pre police precinct, she said, why are you calling it a memory? It's just a vision I'm having. So, um, I, don't, I don't know. But I think that was, you know, if this girl is my 15, 16, and that was seven, Arabella it was fresh, and she was drugged and trying to put it together. Mm-hmm. This one is, the girl's 16, this is now probably nine years ago, eight years ago. The mother covers her face and it's like, well, I didn't say all of that, right? And Theo's saying, I was only seven. I didn't know what mm-hmm. to believe. And she starts to, like, make a gesture of choking herself. And the mom, and honestly, there's something. I believe Theo because when they first start, before he goes into the dad's thing and he starts to talk a little about the father, she and her mother start exchanging knowing glances. Yep. So... Right. There's a point where he's talking through it. She hasn't started to say that her dad didn't do it. She and her mother keep looking at each other. Mm-hmm. So I really believe she's actually telling the truth. And she she says, ultimately, look, I don't remember a lot, but I know that you, you have a lot more money than my dad did. Mm. And she's like, I like you. She's like, I like you, Martin. I really do like you. So and she's like, I'm sorry. So I actually do believe Theo in this space. And... She's learned this manipulation from her mother. You saw her now do it to her own brother at the kitchen table and then do it to Ryan as well mm-hmm. as revenge. Mm-hmm. And she does kind of, after the the whole exchange with her mom, while her mom is now talking to Martin, she does, I guess she said it to herself that she meant. I want, uh, not I wonder. So I can, I could see how, yeah, this is a whole mother Matt was the mastermind and, and Theo is lying because that would explain why Theo had so much venom for her mom at breakfast. Oh, yeah. She's harboring a lot of resentment. You could tell. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, you know, I miss my dad. So I, I think it's a lot of resentment towards the mom. And the little brother is Martin's son. That's her half-brother I'm gathering, mm-hmm. right? So it was she and her mom. It was a divorce. The mom wanted custody, made, used, used her white girl tears, did her little Amy Cooper, right? Basically, the mom did Amy Cooper using her. Pretty much. And now she's now doing the same thing herself mm-hmm. that she's learned. Because you learn as a young white girl that your tears and everything are powerful. They have high currency, as Terry said. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it, it may also explain why her mom had so much tolerance for Theo's venom at breakfast. Mm-hmm. Because she knew Theo she got put the Theo secrets. up to lying a couple years. They don't want it to come out, so you have to deal with it. Yeah. That's true. Right. And Theo probably lies often, so often that um, when maybe she got caught before sneaking in and she figured, okay, next time I sneak in, I got to put on my pajamas real quick and let somebody see me in my pajamas. So she keeps building up, building up her story. I think that's just normal. You have to do it. You can't just be in the house and you're, you're close from the night before. 
that would just be normal. <laughs> I think that would just be a normal thing to do. If you snuck yeah. out, you have to. Well, I guess I'm not calculated enough because it, um, I would sneak in and then put on my school clothes, be like, hey, I'm ready. But she went from sneaking in, putting on her pajamas, then then putting on her her school clothes. Well, because it's her routine. I'm sure her little brother comes in and stuff like that. So you just you try to do things to make it normal. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was anything particularly special. But at the end, she Theo apologizes to Martin, says she thinks he's great. She's sorry for all of that. She just misses her dad. And she's watching TV. The little brother comes in. And the mom is, you know, basically trying to say what happened was to her husband. And <laughs> then we, it cuts back to the first scene of the episode, right? Where yeah, we hear the voiceover speech. from her starting the conversation with the support group as an adult and how she created the support group because she hates abusers, assault, domestic violence. She's been abused, exploited. And she caters the group for survivors to talk and encourage each other. And then we see her glance up at Bella. So it ends there. So I, I, for me, there's a lot of irony of how they know each other. Because honestly, mm-hmm. with Bella having had that experience with that girl, why the hell would you want to be in her support group? Mm-hmm. Terry did have a point. Like, based on do what we, she... Why would she be in her support group? Do we think that Bella would, one, hold on to something for such a long period of time? We know Terry is, like, a different kind of person when you talk about, like holding on to things versus Bella. Bella's probably like, whatever, it happened when we were kids. She's looking for something to help her through her trauma. Dealing with her friends is only going to get her so far. I think she realizes it. She needs to be around people that have gone through what she's gone through. So even though... Even though she lied about it, so she didn't go through it? (laughs) Even though she (laughs) lied and didn't actually go through it? Like, isn't that suspect? We don't know. We don't know what could have happened to her after the fact. Fair, and I agree with that. But I'm saying the point of reference you have is actually a lie about rape, which is fucked up for you to be having a support group when you lied about. But it's not about Theo. It's about it's about Bella, and it's about hearing about what these other women have gone through. Because remember, she's there to learn how to never get raped again. So maybe she's thinking, if I can be around other women who have been raped in different situations, I can learn what they did, so that way I never do that. Right. She's not worried about Theo. Theo's one piece. It's everything else that she thinks she can gain from it, I think. I, I, I still think it's sus. It. I still think it's sus, yo. I still think it's sus. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, let me go to the woman who lied about rape to go to her her fake rape support group. You, I don't even like, this is weird. Desperate. What are you going to do? Yeah. If you're desperate, you'll do anything. Mm-hmm. The same Facebook, find another group. <laughs> Remember, Arabella's broke. So maybe this is free. And look, she got to take what she could get. I thought it was sus. It probably is. Terry probably has a point. I'm like, okay. And then I, I don't know. And then, oh, and then Theo's very compromised. So listen, I know people dragged her on social media for her white girl tears, which I get, which I get. You know, what I didn't like about that alliance and everything is that Ryan is looking like he's a stand-up guy when he's fucking trash bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's wrong, and she obviously took it to the next level inappropriately and really would have risked this boy's life and freedom and changed his whole trajectory. But for real, he is looking like a hero, and all these people are having his back, and he had, like, no consequences for his actions. And Marcus is trash, too, because he had um, pictures in his phone 
who knows if he did the same move where he just busts out his camera without asking. Mm-hmm. And Terry is trash too because she was, you know, leading the people one way and then she gets one little piece of information and now she's totally switched her game. So she's just bandwagoning. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Everybody's got their got their faults. Yeah, I think this show does show it's not straightforward all the time, right? You know, there's nuance to all of this. But uh yeah, I this is yeah. I thought at first like where is this going? Mm-hmm. But it was an interesting thing to me that the, the the group she chose is this one from this girl. And then I'm assuming they didn't go to high school with Kwame because he wasn't in there, so I guess they didn't go to high school with right. him. Yeah. Or Simon. He wasn't in, in there either. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean that was yeah, my comments, why would Bella go to that support group? Why would Theo start the support group? Isn't she a current artist? Um, <laughs> black woman defending black men who don't have our backs. Marcus didn't even want to defend Ryan. Why do black women always have to come to the rescue? And then the mother, Theo's mom, made her lie about sexual assault as a child. You see that now she's continuing that vicious circle of lying. That's mm-hmm. what she was taught. Weaponizing those white women tears. Yeah. I mean, that was that. Anything else about this episode? No, not for me. It was pretty. It was a pretty simple and straightforward one, but you know, we got some more, at least some more backstory on Bella and Terry's relationship as well. Yeah, well, we now we now we know they've been friends from at least high school. Who knows? They could have been friends before that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything it else? Make you wonder, it does make you wonder where Kwame comes in, because it seems like he's close with everybody, everyone but Simon. Yeah, it could be college. You know, maybe they all went to the same college. Or maybe they worked together at one point. Who knows? Do we think that Terry works, aside from trying to be a struggling actress? Y'all are being generous by saying college. True. (laughs) True. That's that's true, too. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? So, I mean, look, I thought it was a good episode. I thought it tackled different issues. I still think that little boy is trash, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan's trash. Mm -hmm. Ryan's trash. We all agree. Yeah. Marcus is trash, trash too. Theo's trash. Marcus and Terry's still trash to me, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to everybody, Terry been getting on my nerves for so long. So I compared Terry to Molly to one of my friends, and she was so offended. She said, "Oh, how could you compare Terry to Molly?" And I'm Molly like, from Insecure? Yeah. No, she's not. Molly is nowhere near as bad as Terry. Well, no, I can see the parallel. Uh. I mean, what? I, I mean, say- like, look at how. So, so, uh, Terry, in this episode, she's, um, she's doing spray paint painting with with Bella, and last week or or whatever she did yoga, and that's great and all, but there's more to life. We, but we, when, we see, no, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's all I got. I just, I just don't. I, something, something don't sit right with me. It just don't sit right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that. But there. no, because you know what? I think back to, I think back to the point that you brought up in episode two, when Bella was in the car going to the police station, and she called Terry, and you mentioned that Terry said that she was home, but she wasn't. She was mm-hmm. just kind of standing out in the street. Would Molly do that to? Issa? I forget what Issa's character is now. What the hell yeah, is her Issa. character? 
Her name is Isa yeah. on the show. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, am I confusing this? I'm so, t- so lost. But would she do that? Would Molly do that? No way would Molly do that. Molly would show up at the station regardless. They and Terry never that. did. We don't see Terry until they get back to the house. So I don't know. I wouldn't put her on the same level, but that's just me. I just find Terry just to be incredibly annoying. And I find Molly to be not as annoying. We'll have to let these episodes unfold. What's that, Gwen? You got something? No, I think I can see the parallel. I mean, it's not apples to apple, but I can see of, to me, one person who I think is, whose heart is more in the friendship. And the other mm. one is more, um, I don't know, using them. For me, I don't know. And I already said this before, that I do think technically that Terry probably benefits more from this friendship than Arabella. But Arabella mm. is oblivious just in general. So she doesn't even realize it. So, you know, she's the one who gave her the opportunity to speak at the show, you know, at the at Susie's thing. And she the didn't summit, speak. Yeah. The summit, she brought her to Italy in the third episode. And, you know, I just think hmm, Terry mm. is, I don't, Terry is just, if, I don't like, if, to me, if you're a jealous person, then you're not a friend. Like you, you can't be friends with somebody and be jealous of them. Absolutely. So 100% that means that you're not a friend. And Arabella's not that way towards her at all. So to me, her intentions and the friendship are pure where Terry is not, and she's just a shady bitch, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Look, I tell you, if I don't like somebody from the beginning, that's it. In her bad way. Facts. I so. mean, how how is it that last week um, uh, Terry leaves Arabella in a lurch, and then this week we don't, like, Arabella's not even salty about it, right? Wasn't it just last week that she she said uh, Zane is a rapist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then this week we're like the two of them are chilling. You, I they mean, were chilling it, immediately after. Remember, after yeah, she said it was they, they went the to the bar. bar together. Oh my gosh, that thing just got me so upset. I, yeah, I, I just can't. Like, okay, so for me, sometimes it takes me a beat to get mad. So I need a second, and when it sinks in, I'm like, oh, I'm so fucking mad. So in the in the day of it, I can get how. Arabella, her her adrenaline is still running. She said what she said, and it it's going all over the internet. But this week's episode, you mean to tell me you're up there painting with this girl, and this was your big, this was a big, big break. Her getting to to read her work on this thing, you gave it to this supposed friend, and she said just as she's about to go on stage that she can't do it. Oh no, anyway, I know. But Terry's like, a flake. Because she didn't need to do it. And she didn't need to do it for her. She did it because she promised her she would help put her on. She she didn't need to do it. She could have read her own work. Look, I already went off about this last yeah. week. I don't need to Sorry. go off about it again. Yeah. It's okay. I'm drinking wine. That's also I'm going off again. <laughs> I'm drinking wine, so I'm going off again. All right, right, ladies. Let's wrap it. We're going to wrap it. Yeah, we need to wrap it. So that was episode six, I May Destroy You, called The Alliance. It's a weak alliance for as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Big things, mad thing. <laughs> the Fairweather Alliance. I hate Yo, all the this amount of you... times that I heard "ting" in this episode. I, I can't. I hate it so much. There's so many eye roll emojis in my notes. 
<laughs> ah, ting. I live big ting. I was like, could y'all just Alliance shut up? Ting. <laughs> could y'all shut up? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. This is how I know I'm old because I'm like these damn kids. <laughs> just um. Well, it's just, it's, it's the. I hate to say, and I'm drinking a little bit, you guys, so just don't judge me. I feel like it's, I'm not going to say it's cultural appropriation. I'm just saying. It's not. It's not. (sighs) It's just the heavy influence. That Carib influence is extra heavy in UK culture. I know. I know. I just. It's like when I hear people, like, if they go to Jamaica, they're like, hey, mon. I'm like, shut up. Oh, God. I'm just like, shut up. I'm just like shut up can you just I not you. speak normally just just talk how you normally would talk but I understand it is influence so I'm I'm stopping you guys it's the red wine let's wrap <laughs> <laughs> all right all right We're so done. this is, this has been Gab with Gwen episode uh six this is episode six of I May Destroy You bonus episode Gab with Gwen I think this is 57b Stay tuned till next time. Follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Gab with Gwen. Thank you, Miss Trinity. Thank you, Jay, for coming through again. And peace.